Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are here today with another episode of Minus Azima. I certainly hope all of you guys stay warm today. It is freezing. Goodness, my window is frozen. Can't even open it. However, I hopefully can warm up your mind and souls with this podcast today. First and foremost, before we get started, I'd like to say that I'm going to have one more episode of Patience, and after that, we're going to be diving into other topics. I don't know what topics yet, because there's quite a list that I have written down, but I guess I'll randomly select one to make things a bit more fun. So, without further ado, let's actually go into the topic today. Uh, Last time, we capped off on patience with others' expectations, I believe. So, um, I'm going to end it with patience with others' respect and patience with others' patience. Now, essentially, patience with others' respect, that that has very little to do with this. Honestly, it's more of us understanding that we have no position or power at that moment. When it comes to respect, it's a very touchy topic, honestly. You never really know how someone truly feels about you. And that can even mean your girlfriend as well, your boyfriend, your parents. The level of respect somebody has for you typically comes from what you do, how you handle yourself, how you treat them, and how you let others treat you. Now, because of this, you might be thinking that, yeah, I don't have the greatest of um, confidence, and because of that, I might not be treated well. Well, that's okay, because you don't need to be very confident to garner respect. You don't need to be the most impressive-looking female or male in the country to have people respect you. It's all about how you carry yourself. Now, again, if you're not really the most confident person in the world, I'd like to think that it's going to be much more difficult for you to carry off that persona that you demand respect. However, that's the beautiful thing about life sometimes. It's a facade that you could put up. And I would advise anybody not to put up a facade. It's always best to be yourself because that's the only way you're ever going to be comfortable is by being yourself. However, when it comes to this level of confidence and garnering respect for some people, there might come a time where you might have to put up a facade. And by a facade, you don't need to act like you're very arrogant. You don't need to act like you're the most confident person in the world. However, you need to have some form of thought saying that I know my value, I know my worth, and I will not be treated like this. Definitely sounds more easier said than done when you think about it because I can tell you more than a handful of times of when I was in elementary school and I was bullied. Mind you, this is years ago, but same rule still applies. I was in elementary school, five or sixth grade. There was this kid named Terrell, what a dickhead, used to bully me because I was fairly chubby and fat. And back then I was very hesitant on laying hands on anybody because uh, considering I used to get in trouble a lot, I'd imagine if I fight, I can get suspended and my parents uh, would not like that at all. So one day this guy just keeps on going and just decides to slap me straight in my face. Now, looking back on this moment, I realize Half of it isn't my fault because at the end of the day, what type of parent raises a child that bullies others? But then again, I understand. Um, I probably should have stood up for myself regardless if that shouldn't have happened. Because just like anything in life, if you allow someone to take advantage of you, nine times out of ten, that is exactly what is going to happen. (sighs) Needed to take a swig of water. But yeah. He slapped me across the face, and I didn't do anything. The next day, he tries to fight me, and this time I actually do decide to 
fight back. Um, thankfully, I won the fight. Um, it's not about winning or losing. However, it did boost my ego, to say the least. But I'd like to think uh, from the get-go, I would have just put up that persona saying I'm not somebody to be fucked with. I mean, I was only 10 years old at the time, so I can only look all so tough. But it's all about how you carry yourself again, because I'd imagine there are a bunch of 10-year-olds out in the world that don't look scary. <laughs> that some of them look straight on adorable and can never hurt a flower. However, that doesn't mean that they can't carry themselves in a certain way where they garner respect. Now, Johnny, why is this about our patience with other people's respect? Why is it not about their patience? Well, it's simple because in moments like these, you really can't do as much as you'd like to. It's just like when you're trying to get an ex back or it's like when you're trying to prove to a former friend that you've changed your ways. Sometimes your words, while they could mean a good deal, they're not the end-all and be-all. I'm sure everybody has heard the quote, actions speak louder than words, right? So I'd imagine for anybody in your life that you find valuable, it'd be no different. Yeah, your words hold some meaning, and while they could touch hard at home for them, nine times out of ten, the smart individual is going to look and say, well, yeah, this is nice, but are you actually backing it up with your actions? So with that being said, the reason why we have to be patient with other people's respects is because we're humans, we mess up. Sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we no longer have the authority to say, why aren't you respecting me? Maybe we messed up, maybe we made a huge mistake that we were unaware of. Fair enough, one mistake isn't really gonna end everything, depending on the mistake, of course. But uh, normally one mistake isn't gonna destroy a friendship or a relationship or vice versa. Typically, there had to be something very huge for that to happen. However, um, I did touch on this in my first podcast, I believe. Any mistake that's done multiple times eventually becomes a choice. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I need to take another swig of water. Now, when something becomes a choice, that's when a person's respect for you really diminishes. I definitely have my fair share of moments in my previous relationships or certain friendships or even jobs. Because I don't think I talk about jobs enough since I feel most people could relate with friendships and relationships. But even with a job, I'm sure we've all had moments where we walk in late and we sort of see that our boss is a bit laissez-faire. He's like, all right, well, you know, you're late, but you're here, right? That's all that matters. Now, consciously, we probably don't think of that as an opportunity, but subconsciously, some of us, myself included, I'm guilty, we look at it as, well... If you're really not going to have a problem with me coming 15 to 20 minutes late every day, I mean, I might as well come in an hour or something. Well, that's a bit exaggerating, but you got my point. Subconsciously, sometimes we put an image of people in our mind that's not too favorable. Maybe it's because of the way that we act to people disrespecting them. Maybe it's because of the way they carry themselves. But nevertheless, sometimes we subconsciously make an opinion of someone and keep it there until it's brought to our attention again. And again, it's never really a good thing that we have this perceived image of someone with a lack of respect. However, to a fault, it happens. And it's more on us to really acknowledge when we are being uh, abrasive and being abusive towards other people's respect. No, that's not to say you got to hit them. But if you're taking advantage of someone, if you're not treating them the same way you treat somebody else, then that is in some form of way or shape or form of disrespect. Of course, you act differently with other friends and people, but the level of respect, the level of 
treating somebody as a human should be right there with anybody else, I'd like to think. Um, I have my personal opinions of who shouldn't be treated like a human, but we won't add um, hatred into this podcast. Not just yet. I like to have this in more of a good limelight. So, with that being said, I'd like to think that we can go into our final part of this podcast, which is patience with other people's patience. That is very redundant, I'm aware. However, what do I mean by that? There's a good friend I know. Um, I play PlayStation with her. I won't mention her name, but we'll call her Jane. Uh, she recently told me that she's very impatient and that when it comes to listening to podcasts about patience, it helps her. And that made me fairly happy because I don't make these podcasts just a rant. A part of me does it too rant, but... of me does it because I want the majority of you guys to walk away with something valuable or important to learn from. Whether it changes your life or maybe it changes some opinion that you have, that's all that matters to me, honestly. So when she told me that she was influenced by my podcast, I was touched. And then I started to realize that patience with other people's patience is more important than we think. Because I'm pretty sure the majority of us know one person that can't really wait more than five minutes without mentioning a word that they're not getting away and it, it sucks it's unfortunate however some people just don't have the patience i am not enabling them i think it's unfortunate some people aren't patient but you could always change that i used to be very impatient as well so patience with others impatience what's the best thing one can do in this scenario well there are two things one you could do shit You could just sit there and take it, you know, because no matter how much you want to influence a person, if they do not want to change, most likely they will not. The second thing is eventually bring it up to their attention, but not in the way that the average person would do it. Because I like to think when you use specific words, when it comes to talking to people, it affects them. For example, you and I. If I were to go to somebody and say, well, you've been very impatient today, or you've been very impatient lately, even if, by theory, I am right, they might look at it in a way where it's, dude, like, why are you attacking me? Like, no, I'm not. Like, what do you mean, you? All the time, what? And and your mind is like, bro, like, I see you acting this way. Why are you, like, acting like a, a 10-year-old? But in reality, they can't see it because they feel as if you're attacking them. So, what's a better way to go around it? Uh, the best way, not 100% to work, but the best way to go about it is using I statements. I'll give you an example. If somebody's being impatient with me and I feel disrespected or something, instead of saying, well, you've been very impatient with me lately and you've been mean to me, even though in theory I am right, <laughs> regardless, they might look at it as a way of me attacking them. So we will go with a different approach. Hey, man, um, recently I noticed that... Um, Things have been a bit iffy between us. I feel as though you've been very impatient with me. And I would like that you can take a a bit more time to understand where I'm coming from. Now, as you guys saw from an example, the majority of the statements I used was I. I put myself in a position where I can explain how I feel. And for the most part, it's about me. Clearly, it's my feelings towards them. But because I'm focusing it on me rather than on them, a part of them isn't going to feel as attacked. And they actually might consider listening to me rather than uh, get ready to emotionally RKO me on the floor. You know, slithering like a snake. It's kind of dangerous. So yeah, do not ever 
put yourself in a position where somebody feels like you're going to attack them because all that's going to do for them is make their head bigger, make it more denser, add more air to it. So the words you put into their head just flow right out because there's too much air already. So to avoid that, let's try our best to use I statements. And this could go for anything, folks, not just with patience. But when it comes to confrontation, the best statements to use are I. Because, again, you put the ball in your court rather than saying, all right, well, you, you got to play defense now. D up, bitch. No, it's like, well, I have the ball. I'm dribbling, you know, and I'm taking it on my own floor. You know, if I want to run full court, I can. If I want to dribble it out, I can. The ball is in your court, which is all that matters. So, yeah, with that being said, folks, I think we're capping around 12 or 13 minutes. So I think I'll leave it at that. I think this was actually a pretty uh, great podcast, in my opinion. Um a lot of you guys don't know, but I don't use scripts because I feel it's very disingenuine to read something off a of paper and I do not want to sound monotone. So I try my best to have bullet points and address them. And I definitely hope my voice has gotten better between the last two podcasts of sounding anxious. So without further ado, thanks for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram, which you can find in the link below, Star Red Sazima. Without further ado, my name is Johnny. Strasvitje, Dasvidanya. And have a great day.